Hello, Jedi Padawans and Sith Acolytes. Welcome to Apocalypse Movies and the Padawan Podcast. Before we get going, just tell you a little bit about the show. If you love Star Wars and everything in the galaxy far, far away, then this is the exact show you should be watching. Why? Because we're diving deep into the franchise with full dark and light side intentions. If that's something you love doing as well, then we'd love for you to join in on the discussions by hitting that subscribe button and commenting down below. You can also find the show on all podcast platforms, including Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, if on-the-go listening works better for you. We hope you enjoy the show, and may the Force be with you. What is going on, everyone? We are back for Apocalypse Movies and the Padawan Podcast. I am your host, Jake Berlin, a.k.a. Qui-Gon Jake. And I am joined today by Mr. Brian Avrocino, Brian Avrocino himself. And, uh, we have a lot of big, cool things to talk about today. Um, we're going to be diving into a lot of the Rise of Skywalker because of the um, recent world uh, press conference that happened two days ago by the time this came out. And uh, a lot of new cool comments from writers and cast members and uh, creative minds behind the movie. Uh, we're also going to be touching a little bit on The Mandalorian. Uh, but before we get to that, Brian, how are you doing, man? I have talked some Star Wars. It's finally December, man. I love it that is... Star Wars can say we had a world press conference. That's just like, who does that? Yeah, and you know, do you do you know who it was hosted by? Uh, no. Ava DuVernay. Yeah, really? not, that's. I'm not saying that that's like a hint of her working in the future, but it was it was hosted by one of the most renowned filmmakers working today. That's interesting. Which is really cool. I mean, I get a filmmaker when you've had like Colbert or stuff yeah, like that. That's very true. Very, very possible. Yeah. Could be something. Who knows? Who knows? Um, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, like I said, we have a lot of cool things to talk about today, guys. Uh, we're going to be touching on The Mandalorian and some comments for John Favreau to begin with. Um, and then we're going to be diving into The Rise of Skywalker and stuff about the Force and. Um, you know, plans and things that may happen in the future and stuff like that that were kind of talked about from people like J.J. Abrams and Chris Terrio, the writer, and Michelle Rejwan, um, the head of live-action development uh, at Lucasfilm. But before we get to that stuff, let's talk to Mandalorian. And Mandalorian's in full swing here, obviously. It's been doing well. Four episodes in. Number five happens uh, tonight when this comes out. Um, you check out the Mandalorian Club, our live reviews yeah. that happen every Friday night. Nice little plug there. Um, but this is a cool comment from John Favreau, and he was caught up um, in a review from The Hollywood Reporter. He kind of did a little sit-down, and he had the following to say about The Mandalorian after being asked a question. He said, we have a good 25-year patch of road in the Star Wars canon that nobody is exploring right now, and it's the most interesting time for me as a storyteller to explore the time after the fall of the Empire and before the resurgence of the darker forces. Um, this could just be a cool comment from him, him talking in general. But there's also some things that can kind of be picked apart here for a little bit. Um, like I just put here in the notes a little bit, a couple questions that we can talk about, touch on as we go through. Is this obvious and expected, or are these comments more telling than first glance? Will the series feature a time jump at any point during that 25 years he mentions? And does this mean that they don't have an exact number of seasons planned, or are they just seeing where the story goes? Um Ryan, your, your initial thoughts as you kind of read this comments, because it is pretty interesting. He mentioned that 25 years there. What's the first thing that comes to mind? That's a lot of time and <laughs> a lot of space to tell stories. And it's kind of 
I mean, genius in a way to leave that gap because they are still going to be able to connect to that like homey heart feeling that we all get from Skywalker Saga while now starting a whole new thing. So maybe that whole new thing doesn't become as popular as they want. They can go back into that 25 year period, just kind of like it can pull what they want. Um, I mean, it does kind of limit you a little bit force wise. I mean, because Luke's and Leia, I guess, are really the only ones in that 25 year period that, that we know about. That we know about. Um, Other but, than Baby Yoda. But yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> that's true. Um, but yeah, it, it leaves that like that home feeling almost kind of like like that attachment to that just in case kind of like originally when we had that little bit of gap between uh, three and four yep. stick in Rogue One stick in Solo like I mean it was enough of a gap to tell some stories while we're in between stuff so I mean it's I think it's genius I'm not surprised that they are going to use that that's a long period of time um i mean we see it a lot with the books the books are telling a lot of stories not very they're taking a lot of time and i think that when i when i read these comments and you know like i had mentioned they could just be like comments that came to his mind or the, the kind of approach that they had to like we have 25 years to tell a story but we're going to start we're going to kind of go within close to the return of the jedi yeah. there's also a part of me that's like Okay, he may have mentioned 25 years for a reason because maybe they have a plan to do some kind of time jump at some point. It, I'm sure they do. It's, it's for very... For DeLorean? Yeah it's, yeah, it's very possible that after, let's just theorize, after season two, he jumps seven years later, right? That'd season be, two ends on this... That'd be a pretty big jump. Season two ends on this cliffhanger, okay? Um, I can see a year. Mandalorian's up in this... Uh, he's he's kind of settled if you will somewhere we don't know where where he kind of have a, has a resolve seven years later we jump back in with this guy um because remember at that point who knows if he's actually taking his helmet off or not and you don't have to deal with age with pedro pascal yeah i mean that's one of the most brilliantly lucky things that they kind of got away with is, if if he does in fact keep yeah, the helmet if on. he never shows his face which to be honest I won't be upset if I... I don't want him to show his face. If, I want him to keep the helmet on. Yeah. I would not be upset if I never see his face. Mm -hmm. Because you don't need to. I'm seeing his acting through everything else, which is kind of cool and unique. It and sucks for Pedro Pascal, but at the same point... I don't point, think he gives a I don't think he cares. Flying, yeah, I, you know I, I, don't, I don't think he cares either, but it does suck that his face isn't physically shown. Yeah. But at the same time, if you're getting this much praise and buzz for a character that you're you're essentially being hidden... Every part of your body, literally, gloves, long sleeve, like there's not a piece of skin, skin that shows yeah. for him. That's Why not cool. stick with it? Uh, he loves it. Too. Oh, hundred percent. It's Star Wars. Yeah, he's loving it. I mean, we saw how he was before it even dropped. How he was always had a oh, grin and smiling pumped, yeah. when he was talking, and like that's only going to get bigger when he, the show has gotten bigger. So, I mean, yeah. I, I kind of hope we this. Do you think that um, this could possibly mean that they're not really looking at an end as far as seasons? Or I don't think they have a season. I literally think this. They're show seeing is, how far it goes. Yeah, I, I think so and too. I've, I think I've always felt that way. I don't think 
I mean, Obi-Wan has, you've got a time limit. Like, there's only so much you can drag that on. Well, well, he I has mean, about 15 years. Yeah. Technic- technically, true. he has about 15 years. Yeah, that's true. Now, whether or not that that's, we all know as Star Wars fans, more than likely that's not the actual case. 15 years, it's more like maybe like a five-year gap you can really tell with yeah. him. It's not a 25-year gap, though. Yeah, I mean, I could see that being like a tell the story after he first arrives and drops off Luke, then maybe like a halfway point and then like up into the end. Because I don't, I honestly don't see that show. Not because it's not going to succeed at all. I have that one. I feel is has a more like a about three seasons. One season. I've been saying it from the very beginning. There's no way. One season. It's gonna be one last two raw. No. Yep. I I I think the end of the series is season. Is gonna end with old Ben, not Obi Wan. Old Ben. No. Yep. There's no way. Let's make a bet. <laughs> I don't know what the bet is, but we're making a bet. All right, add it up to the bet. Well, <laughs> yeah. Seriously, need a board for this one. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, yeah. Like I mentioned, uh, make sure you guys check out the Mandalorian Club, our all Mandalorian review uh, show that we do here on Friday nights after the after the episode. I know that it airs on seven a.m. on Fridays, but because of work, we're hardworking gentlemen. We can't meet until later in the day, and that's when we go and we go live. We go live on our YouTube channel. So you guys, make sure you guys stay up to date on that. But for now, that is our Mandalorian talk. We're going to go move right on to the Rise of Skywalker. Because, <coughs> because we have a lot to talk about. There's some really, really cool <coughs> stuff. And we are only 15 days away. We are. We are almost uh, We are almost two weeks out um, tomorrow. So uh, Or today, by the time this comes out, um, as I keep saying. Uh, but yeah, so we're going to start with some comments from JJ. And uh, he was sitting down recently... Um, and they got a cool little quote from him about the Force and in The Rise of Skywalker specifically. And before I get to my questions about these comments, this is what he said. This is kind of bunched together two different comments here. Um, and he said, It was really important that we just not redo the things you've seen, but add new elements, which we knew will infuriate some people and thrill others. Among those things are not just new ways of doing sort of traditional must-have sequences, whether it's chases or lightsaber battles or what you or what have you, excuse me. Um, We wanted to make sure that this picture also showed aspects of the Force in ways that go beyond what you've seen before. Um, JJ's great at the mystery box, obviously. Okay, Now, keeps a lot of things secret, close to the vest. He also plays coy with a lot of things, kind of leads people down certain paths. This could obviously be one of those things. If there's one person that's going to be doing that, it's JJ. I don't think so. But, this also is backed up by every single Star Wars movie that's had the Force ever that's ever come out. Because every time we've seen a Star Wars movie, we have learned something new about the Force. Every single time the Force is expanded, and The Last Jedi did it to an extent that we didn't think could go farther, but there's no doubt in my mind that they have figured out a way. And like I mentioned in here, uh, we're going to theorize what what kind of thing that is, but I have a feeling that him and Chris Terrio sat down and they're like, and maybe even talk to, to George Lucas, who we're going to talk, talk about that later. They found a way to be like, this is the next evolution, of course. Thoughts? Uh, I, I said it before we started. I love the fact that he says they're going to do stuff that's going to infuriate people. Because that's the point. Like, grow. This. Push the boundaries. Push the boundaries. Like, I mean. Especially being the last one. How, well, how boring is it going to be if, like, these are your limits? 
You can never cross these. Eventually, you're going to get bored of it. So screw it. Like, push it every once in a while. Don't go so dramatic that it's, like, ridiculous. But, like, I mean, screw it. Like, I, I've been saying the whole entire time, I think that they're somehow going to come back in almost human form. Uh, I that's that's what I was gonna go to the thing I I what I was gonna theorize being the force power is that Luke's gonna find a way to physically bring himself back. Yeah. So I mean, you know what? That's the case. Sweet. I mean, as long as not everyone in everything moving forward happens, keep it like some like the super strong people have figured out how to do it. Mm -hmm. Palpatine, Luke. Yoda, like those types, don't have Broom Boy dying and coming back to life just because. But I mean, like that type of stuff. Like I'm down. Like why not? No, I agree with you. I think that um, as as long as it's told in a believable way and quote unquote the right way, I don't care what you do. Like you can you can do the most ridiculous force thing that's ever been seen. But if it makes sense within the story, and it makes sense with things that have happened in the past, I'm okay with it. Yeah. So, if it's Luke coming back from the the Force Ghost realm, if you will, if it's something that Kylo Ren's able to do, if it's something that Palpatine Palpatine's able to do, Ray is able to do, whatever. If it's told the right way, I don't care what you do with it, as long as it fits what's being told. Yeah, and as long as it's not like a wonky like. Uh, we just did this so that way this character can come back like yeah it, I mean, it can't be the convenient factor yeah exactly so i mean like but i mean it kind of if that's the case like it kind of does play a little bit of a cool element into things because like that's true it's not to say that maybe like someone in like four thousand years ago in the knights of the old republic era did it like give me sith that we're able to do that or something like and it just maybe got lost in the the thousands of years. I mean, Alpatine's story rings true of uh, when he was talking to Anakin, like hours of saving people from death. Maybe it's maybe he was wrong about that. Maybe it was bringing back from the dead, like something. I don't know. I'm just throwing crap out there. But like, good. I, I'm glad they're taking chances because people get pissed off about. You can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't say, keep it the same way, but give me new stuff, and then get new stuff and go, no, it's not like the old Star Wars. You either, you're one or the other. And it needs to be, give me new stuff while keeping that traditional hunk of Star Wars that we know. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with you. I, I think that's something that a lot of people, and this quote is very fresh, so maybe a lot of people haven't dove into it. Uh, like we are, but something that we can't forget about is the fact that the oldest, the single oldest Jedi texts were in the hands of Luke Skywalker, and they are now in the hands of Rey. Yeah. What do those have? She literally put them in the drawer of the Money and Falcon. So what what kind of contents do they have? What kind of um, teachings, abilities, whatever, stories do they have? And maybe we talk about this a little bit in, in our next uh, our next um, topic as well. But yeah, you segued yourself. Yeah, because I, mean, I, you know, it kind of works perfectly that way. But 
it's it's interesting because Ryan Johnson made a point to show us those books at the end of the last movie. Yeah. And I don't think that's something JJ's gonna forget about. Because that's a that's very important to the mythology of the Jedi. Well, it was I mean it was the whole Yoda scene. It's essentially what Luke was going there for yeah. at the same time. Yeah. So it plays a huge part and it's something that this quote or this, you know, um comment from JJ is kind of circling around here is like what kind of story points are they gonna tell with those texts? Is it just Ray? Is it Leia? Is it Force Ghost Luke coming back to teach Ray with with those texts? Are they just forgotten altogether? I mean, it's very, very interesting, and I'm very excited because we haven't seen anything from them, obviously, in trailers. They were heavily used in the trailers for The Last yeah. Jedi. They became a big part of the movie. Um, so they're a bit of a mystery right now. And whether or not this actually comes true about new abilities and new things about the Force that are going to either piss people off or make people happy or whatever... I really do hope that it's it has to it's based around those texts yeah. because it's the best way to use it outside of it being Palpatine, and maybe Palpatine is the first Sith, Sith to come back as a Force ghost or the first the first Sith to um, channel his energy in another body. I mean, I don't know something like that could be very interesting, but um, I think it's definitely something worth talking about because you know some people like JJ says like. It's going to infuriate some people. Some people don't remember that every single movie we've seen for Star Wars and The Force, it's built upon what the previous movies have told. Yeah. Every single one, whether it was the originals, the prequels, and these new sequels. And, you know, JJ also has a big task ahead of him because the biggest thing we've ever seen from Star Wars and The Force is Luke transporting himself across the galaxy. Yeah. Literally across the galaxy. That's some freaking power right there. So what does he have up his sleeve? I'm very interested to see what that, what it is. Yeah, I'm excited. I can't. I can't wait. I I think I feel like that moment or moments is going to be like a mind blowing thing of like, oh my god. Oh yeah, and I mean, like I said, you segued yourself perfectly into. I did. What, I did. What we have next? Yeah. So uh, continuing on, I mentioned the uh, the Rise of Skywalker World press conference, which happened two days ago. Um, the cast, the main cast got together up on stage and they were in front of a bunch of outlets and it was, um, moderated by Ava DuVernay, the great filmmaker. Um, and at this press conference afterwards, the outlets were able to kind of rummage around, see some costumes, talk to cast members and producers and stuff like that. And this was detailed on the description board of Leia's costume at the conference. And it said the following, um, this is the second part of the description. Leia is also training Rey in the way of the Force, for the galaxy still has need of a Jedi. Um, bomb. Uh, yes, heavily bomb. Yeah. Um, this is something that we've been expecting, obviously. Uh, after The Last Jedi, we know canon for a fact that Luke did train uh, Leia in the ways of the Force in some capacity. We don't know if it was lightsaber training and all that jazz, but she has the ability, clearly, because she saved herself from dying, um, whether or not you believe in that scene. Um, so she definitely has some teachings to tell. I believe in that scene, but I don't believe in the fact that Admiral... Yeah. Um, there's also another part of this that a lot of people don't know and are or forgetting. Or for, uh, from a certain point of view, the story with Yoda and Obi-Wan, Yoda clarifies that he never thought Luke was the chosen one. He thought Leia was the chosen one. He thought Leia was the more powerful one in the ways of the Force. 
um, that she was the more capable being and that he wanted to train her, not Luke. He wanted to train her all along, not Luke. And Luke just happened to be the one that came in. That was the one to kind of save everything. Um, and again, it kind of plays in that 25-year gap, too. We don't know what happened in that 25 years, but... Yoda and Obi-Wan are just chilling. Yeah, like... Chilling in the forest, talking, shooting the... You know, yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting. But I wanted to ask, I mean, is this... he like Baby Yoda. I know, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is this, is this going to be a really impactful thing to the movie? Or is it something that's maybe touched on in the very beginning and then kind of moved aside as the film goes on? Or oh. is it kind of played throughout the whole movie? Well, I, it's going to have... I mean, you don't make that decision without it being important. Like... But do you think that it'll play through the whole movie, or do you think it's going to be a major part in the beginning, and then that Ray's going to kind of move on and do her thing? Because we only have so much footage of Carrie Fisher for children. Well, I mean, I think that that part is only going to be probably, like, let's say in the beginning, impact is going to play throughout the whole entire movie. Like, it's It's got to be that training montage, right, with the droid? Yeah. It, well, because that's she's the only, hugging her in a forest. That's the only time we've seen her. Yeah. Um... I think that hug is like, she's like, you've all, I've done all I can do. Or maybe that's like the passing of the torch. Yeah, exactly. Um, God, I'm going to cry so hard. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I don't, like I said, I don't think she's going to like have a factor of through the whole entire movie, but I think the impact of that is going to have a factor with, with Ray throughout the whole entire movie. Is there any chance that we see Leia with a light? They said that the that at one point that was the whole like plan. God, died. Can you imagine? I wouldn't have wanted to see her with a lightsaber, like wielding a lightsaber. I don't think she would have. I think she would have just held it and like. like have we ever seen her light one up? We haven't ever no, seen her light one no, up, have we? No, that's why I'm, we've never. It still could happen. Yeah, that's true. It's very possible. Yeah. Oh, I'm. I'm. Just seeing Leia. Because remember, we'll remember at this point, um, the last time we saw Ray and Leia, they were talking about Luke and how he was gone, but also in their hands was the Shattered Saber. Yeah. Maybe Leia's the one who put it back together, and she's Probably. like, look what I got. And she goes, like, Or, uh, I mean, she's like, I've, I could see Ray like being like, looking stuff and like, doing the, holding it, and it, Going back together and her being like, you do it too. Maybe like she puts it back together and then it shatters. And do you think this at this Leia training her has anything to do with maybe new ways of the force coming from Leia? Or do you think it's going to come more so from Luke, Kylo, that kind of area? No, I don't think so. I don't think Leia is going to teach her new, like, see, I have a feeling that, th that she may because. They could play into the fact that she was always supposed to be the chosen one. Maybe. I mean, I don't see her, like, teaching her, like, freaking lightsaber skills and stuff. No, like I, don't, I don't think that, but someone who's... I, I could see her teaching her how to tap into the fort, like, how to do that better, because Luke kind of didn't really do too, too much with it. Like, he gave her, like, what, the three lessons, and that mm -hmm. was it. And, I mean... One of them, she went straight to the dark side, and he was, like, done after that. Um, and the other two were just kind of, like, minimal. So, like, I could see her, like, being, like, teaching her, like, that type of stuff. Because, I mean, then that kind of plays into the fact that she 
force pulled herself to the ship. Like she knows how to do like that stuff. Apparently, so at the, I think it's gonna be like centering your mind. So at the end stuff. of Return of the Jedi, at the, the very last moment, Luke is looking upon Anakin, Obi Wan, and Yoda as Force ghosts. Leia walks up. She has no idea they're there. She hasn't tapped into the Force yet. Is there a possibility? I don't know. I, I like how I could hear your voice start to. <laughs> you're saying that it. this training sequence is taught by both Leia and Force Ghost standing next to each other, and she can see him. Probably. Imagine that moment on dude. Like, who's who's to say that Star Wars, Lucasfilm, whoever's doing the marketing? Isn't pulling an Avengers and they didn't erase a Force Ghost Luke out of the scenes. And he's standing right there with Leia. The only thing that I hesitate with that is then that kind of like takes a little bit away from that like really touching scene at the end where they're saying goodbye. Luke and Leia. Maybe Luca went away at that point. I she they seemed like they knew that they were saying like goodbye. Which I mean, that scene breaks my heart. Shit. Except for the part where he goes, you changed your hair. I love that part. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I thought you were going to throw out Obi-Wan is training her how to do something. That, that would, it would feel too off. It, it has to be yeah. Luke. It, it ha- it, she, she deliberately... Yeah, because then she'd be like, who's this guy? Well, she deliberately searched out Luke on Octo. Her real only training comes from Luke. And although Han is much more of the father figure, he is, he's, for lack of a better term, the master to her, um, to her Padawan. And so they have a connection because of that. And yeah. she, she understands more now than she did when she was on Octo. So the relationship is much more stronger because of everything that has happened. And so I feel like putting Obi-Wan in there would be, although it'd be incredible, it would be very off the... If it wasn't Luke, it I could see Yoda. I could see a Yoda thing because it seems like Yoda kind of has a play into it as well, even though they never met before. We also have to remember that there's also a, a time jump. We don't know what's happened in yeah. this year. Who she's come into contact with? Has she been in contact with Luke the entire time? I would. I know this is like now. I'm start, starting to talk ridiculous, but like I would love to have found out that like Obi Wan was like Force Ghost training Leia, like or something like that. Yoda was talking to her. That'd be crazy. I feel like it would have been. It probably would have been Yoda. Probably more than more so Yoda because stop shooting down Obi Wan. God, it's not that. It's it's I'm kidding. It could have been Obi Wan, but I also feel like it would probably would have been Yoda and Luke. Yeah. Um. But then again, like going back to the original trilogy, Luke was trained by both Obi Wan and Yoda. More so Yoda, obviously, but Obi Wan was. Again, kind of like this Ray situation, like Ray and Luke, Obi Wan was essentially like a father figure for Luke. Obi Wan did do the ball thing with Luke, and now you know maybe. I'm saying. I'm saying, and she, uh, but she was on the ship at that time, right? It was just. Oh Han. no, she wasn't. It was just Han, yeah, correct? Right. And we had to, they had to rescue her from the. Yeah, prisons. we hadn't seen it ever, ever, ever again. But like the footage is shown from those. Trailers, oh my god! What if she goes on the Money Falcon piece is like. Looks familiar. Probably. Oh, probably. Yeah, I can't wait to hear that sound again. That of the ball droid. Yeah. Oh my god, it's gonna be so cool. 
Uh, all right, let's move on to our next section of this uh, world press conference. And this comes from um, Senior Vice President of Live Action and Development, Michelle Rejwan. I love that she's getting it. Yeah, I mean, she's produced a lot of JJ's films. And um, she came back and she got the, the gig of Live Action and Vice President because of this movie. Um, and she's one of the names rumored to be heading Lucasfilm in the future. So, um three-headed dragon we're hoping for yeah totally and th this comes from star wars news net and they were there at the at the press conference and they were tweeting live tweeting this and this came from michelle reswan as they sat down with her and chris terrio and he and she said the following about meeting not meeting but just talking george lucas beforehand um she said the following we met with george early on and took in his ideas and he has faith in kathy and lucasfilm to handle the property um I put it in the in the notes. News or noise? Do you believe it was a significant meeting or not? Does it really mean anything? Um, I, I there's a part of me that really does believe that they took into account what George is talking about. Absolutely. Um, because obviously he is the godfather of it all, and I think JJ has a lot of respect for him. I think that's where this news that everyone's been like hyping. <laughs> he, they went back to him to redo it, and they're like. They consulted with him early on. Yeah. And we've seen, you know, George on set of The Mandalorian. He was on set of Solo. It's his baby. He yeah. Wants, he, I feel like he still wants and to. I, just... And I think that George, or not George, but JJ uh, doesn't just have a lot of respect for him, but he wants to make sure that he's doing right by him. Yeah. Um, and him him and writer Chris Terrio and Kathleen Kennedy, obviously, are probably were like, before we kind of get down to business here, let's let's talk to George touch on a few things with him at the very least it's a respect thing and i i wouldn't be surprised if it was just a few small things and it had everything to do with the force yeah because that's that's his realm he created it that's what he knows he did everything in the clone wars feloni everything with rebels learned from lucas and so if you're going to learn anything about the force you're going to ask george his thoughts whether or not they did it in the movie is another question but it is cool that they consulted with him because they want to make sure that they are heading in the right direction, whether it be the force or anything else in the movie. Yeah. I, 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 I like that they even just maybe picked his brain a little bit, just like, hey, come down. Because nowhere in that contract, $4 billion, does it say like, hey, you're selling this to us. Don't come back. Yeah. Don't come near it. Totally. I, like, have the guy that created this whole entire thing why not use him if you can? Yeah. Don't be an a-hole and be like, no, this is ours. Get away. We paid you your money. Why not? People are only going to be more happy to have him do stuff with it than they would like being stubborn of like, no, we don't want his input anymore. So why not? I mean, obviously, Kathleen Kennedy has a huge amount of respect for him. She, I mean protege to him so i mean with all the backlash that like the last jedi got regardless if, if you agree or disagree with it why not let the guy that made the whole thing give a little tidbit of hey you made this for x amount of years what do you think about this one thing to close it out why not why freaking not it it makes no sense to not let him Give his input now and then. Maybe they were just like, hey, we're filming this. Why don't you come, like, see what you think? It could have been maybe one scene for all we know. Like, totally. So, I mean, 
I keep saying it, but just why not? I mean, have the guy in there. He he can he knows about it more than anyone else does. I mean, it literally came from his brain. So I, I like that he was there, and I like that they seem open to it because I felt it was very They're civil now. Yeah, it was very rocky and tumultuous in the beginning, and I think in a way Lucas was a little bitter how they treated him once they got it and now i think people are starting to be like again like let's say disney maybe treated him a little crappy and now people are kind of not like holding it against disney but like this guy like the love is there for him why not like and i think now it's the bridge is starting to be mended and i think that truly has a lot to do with feloni and favreau um and Kathleen Kennedy, I'm sure, but um, I think I think those two really had a lot to do with it. I think Mandalorian had a lot to do with it too, and I think now it's starting to be like, hey, call up Lucas, see what he thinks about this, like that mm-hmm. type of relationship, and that's what it needs to be. They probably had him on speed dial. Probably were like, we have a question about this. Whose person we can call? Let's call George. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that's what it needs to be for until the day this man dies. He should be able to give his input on anything, even if he doesn't own it anymore, because it, without it, you wouldn't without him. You wouldn't have it. And like I said, um, it, it's it's their choice whether or not they want to run with it. They don't exactly. have to um, because we know that some of George's ideas are absolutely out there. And we may never know what he well, specifically. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll never know. Yeah. But um, it's it's does it is nice that they are consulting with him and that. They do have um, a friendly relationship enough to be able to be like, hey, we have a question about Ray and her powers, and where do you think this can kind of go to because we want to take it up a, a notch, and, um, or where do you think Kylo should end up, or whatever. And I'm not, maybe not to that, that kind of um, not that, that big of a thing, but something along that lines where they can talk to him about it with force abilities, and uh, maybe it's about force ghosts or... or um, I mean, we Luke know or whatever. We know his whole third. This trilogy was supposed to be heavily metachlorian mm-hmm. based with the Force and stuff. Where are we at right now? Yeah. Where the Force could, we have no idea what could come from it. Totally. All the guy that was going to do it. Yeah, that no, that'd be fun. That'd be yeah. really really cool. Um, all right, guys. Well, our last uh, topic of today has to deal with co-writer Chris Terrio, um, who wrote the Rise of Skywalker with JJ. Um, and the same, the same meetup with Michelle Rejwan, uh, he was teamed with her and, um, again, Star Wars Newsnet caught this quote from him and he said the following when asked a specific question, he said, this story is told to have a conclusion, but could continue if need be. Um, I will say this before or after I wrote the notes, um, there was some stuff that came out with John Boyega and he had basically said that they were asked, uh, they asked him and him and, um, Oscar Isaac, if they would continue their stories on Disney Plus, they both immediately said no, and John oh, really? and John Boyega said, "You're not put." Uh, he said it jokingly, having fun, smiling like he usually does. But he says, "I'm not going on Disney Plus. Um, I'm staying in the I'm staying in the film world, but I'll only come back if um, if Oscar and Daisy want to as well." And so, um, to me, that's like, hey, they're kind of done with it. Uh, that's how I feel anyway. And who was the other actor recently that? said like i ain't doing it oh uh chadwick boseman yeah there, about black panther there there are some actors that are movie 
Yeah, totally. So, and totally. I mean, I could see this. I could see this. Yeah. So, um, you know, combine with combine Terrio's quote with John Boyga's quote. What is the reaction towards it ending? It continuing? Future? Anything? Um, I'm not surprised that there isn't a wall at the end of this, like. That the movie isn't clear just, cut finish. Yeah, like there isn't a wall that and you can't get around it. I'm it's a fork in the road, I feel like. Where one's a dead end and the one's kinda like another path. I'm not surprised that they left this. Just in case. You never know. Um but I truly do think it is made to be the last one. I agree. Um I mean you never know where what the future's gonna take. But I mean, like, for them to just blanket put an end to it is financially and business wise stupid for them. No, I disagree. No, 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 no. For, for, I mean, if you're looking at it at a business point of view, like, who say it dries up? Look at how, like, if we are 30 to 40 years from now and they were like, hey, we're going to go back. Skywalker saga. You can't tell me that people aren't gonna. Of course, exactly. So I, course, that's what I'm saying. But... Business wise, in such X amount of years, decades, it's not gonna make money for them if need be. But I think the plan is, this is it because there's so much you don't need to literally milk the teeth of this like crazy. Like there's only so many Skywalkers that are involved in this exactly. Kind of so I mean. That's why I feel like it's made to be the and, end. And no, nobody's having kids with Kylo. I'll tell you that much. Nobody wants that. Those evil babies. Yeah. So I mean, even though he's more than likely going to stupidly get redeemed. Anyway, that's that's. I'm I'm actually there was a quote about this, and I'm saving it for the next episode because I want Jacob involved because he's very heavily like pro. He's redeemed. Uh, don't lie. And well, I want two verse one because I want to shut you guys down. So, um, but yeah, I mean, look, it's. Is there always a possibility to tell stories for any movie that's ended? Yes. There's outside of Rogue One, which every character died. Yeah, which I still can't believe Disney let them do that. Every character died. Yeah. And there was still a quote-unquote sequel. It's called A New Hope. But it's not really a sequel. It's, you know, you know what I mean. I mean, it's you can a do sequel. You can do a story for any movie that follows what came beforehand. Yeah. And so, unless it's... Unless it's some random person that lived a single life, had no kids, and died. Like, that's a rare chance, obviously. So, I mean, regardless, you're, you're not going to kill every single character yes, in this movie. And so, so there's e- always going to be... If it's, even, it's like, even if it's just, like, a sequel to BB-8, it's still a sequel. Yeah. Um, whether or not it's a Skywalker saga, I don't know. But my thing is, like, one, you, you, would, you hit it right on the head when you said, just don't, like, don't dry it up. Like, let it, just let it go. Like... There's only so many Skywalkers that can be, right? Like, we had Luke, we had Anakin, we had Leia, we have Kylo, right? And we have Rey. And, well, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> you started to say it. The conversation for another day. Um, whether or not she's a Skywalker, we don't know. What That's whatever. Um, that's four Skywalkers. For record, I don't think she's in, in a long generation of, of time. I mean, this, gener- this, this franchise has 40, 42 years in our lifetime. But in the Star Wars universe, it's for, let's say, 10, 15, 35, 
38, about 60 years yeah. worth in the galaxy. Like, how many Skywalkers can be involved in something like this? And how many times is something like the Empire and the First Order going to come back? Yeah. Granted, they could tell a story of, like, let's say Kylo gets redeemed, and they go 15 years down the road, he's 45 years old. They could easily tell a story where there's nothing to do with the Empire and Rebellion, but it's a Force journey, right? He's going up against some Force, bad Force thing. Uh, hello, those, uh, their name, and it starts with G, the, from all the Thrawn novels, those things that the Chisandancy mm, yeah, is afraid of. don't have many. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's always For the a record, I fully think that they are going to movie going to that at some point. <laughs> um, so these comments, like, it's interesting. Terrio is probably just being a writer who's saying, like, yeah, I can continue on. But let's also remember that this is his only Star Wars movie that he's ever written. He doesn't know everything to know about the movies. He's also not a producer in the in Lucasfilm or whatever. And so I just I want Lucasfilm as much as I love the Skywalker saga, the episodes, the crawls, everything. I just I want them to move on. Yeah. Because the galaxy is huge. It's a galaxy. Everything everything outside of the Skywalker saga, everything that happens, like books, video games, comics, there's something new introduced every single time. Like look at Jedi Fallen Order. How many new planets were introduced in that, introduced in that game? How many new how many new creatures and um you know organizations and and all that type of stuff? We're introduced in that single game. Same with the books. Like, they do it the all the books time. books is incredible. I so, mean, it's just... The, yeah. I've already... I know. I you know I'm a Thrawn fanatic, but I I am so interested in the, like, Triss Ascendancy type stuff. Like, they seem like a big deal. And I would love to know more about it. I mean, Thrawn's... That whole thing is going to get six books worth. We already have three. We're about to get another trilogy. So clearly, it's a big enough deal in Star Wars to do that. Again, it does it tie into that time period of the Skywalker saga, but you don't have to tie it back to the Skywalker. It's just in the time period. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So so yeah, and it's interesting. I mean, there's whether or not it's during that time period because again, it's that's sixty years. You can also go like the old Republic stuff of thousands of years back. No, you no, can no. also go. Not you could. They need to. I know that. I know you need to. I, that should be the next thing they do. I'm just saying, you can go hundreds of years, thousands of years. You can go in the future. You can do whatever you want. On the Keanu Reeves Revan trend? No. I want someone younger. I want someone... Honestly, if he wasn't Kylo, I would have chosen I would have chosen Adam Driver. He's He would be the perfect Revan, because he's unhinged. And Revan's unhinged. So, and Revan's probably a top five, maybe top three Star Wars character for me. So um, that's that's definitely a casting for another day. Yeah. Um, hopefully we see that soon though. Darth Maul. Yeah, there's there's a lot of cool castings. You can see the, the dark side and the older public. John Ham. He has to be dif- disfigured though. You need someone who could fit that disfigured. Exactly. Can you imagine John Ham missing this part now? Maybe. I don't know about that one. We'll see though. Hugh Jackman. Um, all right, well, any last thoughts on uh, the conclusion of the Skywalker saga? I'm sure we'll get into it eventually, because like I said, um, Jacob's very, very heavily involved in the fact that he happened down the I'm, road. I'm so torn. The <laughs> fact that it's two weeks away, I'm like, give it to me now! Yeah. And then the other part of me is like, no, I don't want it to end. Draw it out a little bit longer, but... Totally. 
screw it. Give me these two weeks need to fly by. <laughs> and I'm going to Hawaii, so I need, this needs to fly by. I need oh to go. God. Go enjoy yourself in Hawaii. I need to see this one. You're gonna see you're gonna be back and we're going to opening night, the earliest showing possible outside of the East Coast, because they could show see it three hours early. Sucks, but Jerks. 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 So alright guys, well there it is. Our uh, Padawan podcast for this week. Um, again, I mean, a lot of cool topics to talk about here uh, for Apocalypse and the Padawan. Uh, make sure you guys let us know in the comments what you think of all this stuff. Um, you know, run through run through the show. Leave some comments down below. We'd love to hear from you guys on what maybe what force ability you think could be shown. What does JJ mean about new stuff that's going to be revealed? Um, what do you think about Leia training Ray? Does it have a connection to stuff down the line? Is Luke going to come back? Uh, what about Mandalorian and time jumps and 25-year gaps and stuff like that? And, of course, do you think that there will be an episode 10? That's the big question that we'll be asking after we see the Rise of Skywalker. Um, we shall see. Um, some of us believe it should happen. Some of us believe it shouldn't happen. And I'm sure we'll be talking quite a bit. So, again, Brian, thank you for joining me on the Padawan today, man. That's always. Um, make sure you guys follow us on YouTube, um, all on podcast platforms, you know, Apple, Spotify, Google, um anchor which is what we're based out of um and uh you know all social media as well twitter facebook instagram we do a lot of stuff up on there and uh that'd be cool if you guys can follow us subscribe to us everywhere really really appreciate it you know like share all that good stuff because it shoots us up the charts and uh of course so for brian avalacino mr grand avalacino himself i am jake berlin uh, aka quiet not jake excuse me we'll see you guys next time may the force be with you hey everyone jacob bartley here thanks for So please subscribe to Apocalypse Movies and let us know your thoughts in the comments section. We always love to hear from you. Thanks for watching.